Do, 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 do. I wrote some stuff down. Uh, I wrote some stuff down on paper. Uh, I said I wrote some stuff on paper. <laughs> That's a little 80s hip hop for you. <laughs> Pick up the pieces. Appreciate everybody at Pivot Socks. Go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Sneak This Podcast. Get yourself a little bit of a discount. Get yourself some free shipping. Like I said, I'm going to go to the website, getpivot.com. You see it on the screen. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Sneak This Podcast. They got some dope socks. Get yourself some ankle cuts. Get yourself some no-shows. Get yourself some some show-shows, whatever they're called. Highs, whatever they're called. They got some great designs. There's some new stuff that just, just dropped a little bit recently. So like I said, go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. I know you see the specs. I know you see them. Go to Sneak Apparel. Use the promo code 4DISS. That's the number 4-D-I-S-S. Get yourself a pair of sunglasses. Uh, tell them the Sneak this Sneaker Podcast sent you. They got hoodies. They got t-shirts. They got a lot of stuff, man. It's a brand. It's a band. It's a brand started by sneakerheads for sneakerheads. So go ahead and support them if you can. You know, you be cool. To, you know, like I said, man, I appreciate them sending me and George over the sunglasses, man. Like I said, so go ahead and check them out. Uh, yo, sneak this podcast episode three hundred twenty-four. Obviously, still in the closet. Like I said um, on the previous episode, if you haven't listened yet, you know, hey, go ahead and check it out. But you know, the first twenty minutes I talked about, you know, sort of. Um, you know, getting a better understanding of where the podcast is kind of going. Uh, we've been doing this for almost seven years now, and, you know, it's a lot that goes into it. So, you know, probably for, obviously, the month of February, maybe even March, some of the episodes will be done in the closet. I will get people on the phone. Like I said, I will start reaching out to have some people on the phone for a couple episodes here and there. But, you know, we'll see. And, I, you know, I'll admit, like... Having the setup in the closet is a lot more easier for me. Um, like today, I just walked in, pushed a button, pushed a button, and I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't require a lot of my time and effort and day to do a lot of things that go into it. And I'm actually recording this on a Monday. Mondays are my days off, um, and we usually typically record on a Tuesday. So being able to kind of do this on my day off makes it a lot easier you know, on me. So, um, you know, and like I said, you know, me and George got to have a conversation to see what we want to do. Cause I'm not sure what George is thinking podcast wise, but you know, it's a team effort. So we'll find figure it out as we go. Uh, pickups. I have no pickups whatsoever. Um, yeah, I don't think I bought anything. I have some vans I need to pick up at the UPS store. Um, but I think I talked about those as pickups the other day. Shout out to the homie for letting me know that uh, Fresh Rags, I believe Fresh Rags is in Florida, I believe, having $23 on vans and free shipping. So, you know, I'm not passing up on no vans offer. Um, so no pickups today. Um, I do have an unboxing today. I only got one today. Um, and I think I've unboxed this before in another previous closet episode. Um, but, you know, I kind of saw it the other day. And I was having a discussion about Kobe's and stuff like that. And, I, you know, I bought a lot of Kobe 5s, 6, 8s. I did an ID on an 11. I did, I had a, I have Kobe, I had Kobe 1s. And these are Nikes. And I had some Adidas ones as well, but not, I had top 10 2000s. Um, 
and there was this one EXT uh, that I really liked of the Kobe 9. And like I said, I think I opened up on him before, uh, but like I feel like it was one of those ones that like I think a lot of people slept on. I got my pair from the outlet, I believe, and I think I paid about $75, $70, I think. Um, and it was a really good pickup. I didn't wear them for a really long time because I'm not a super huge fan of majority black sneakers, but it had the gum bottom and the quality on these joints were ridiculous. I think I originally bought them thinking I was going to hoop in them, but these were also a mid, like a legit Kobe mid. Like Kobe fours are considered lows, but they've always been more mid to me. I think even sixes may have been considered by many as sort of low, I guess. Um, but fives were definitely low. Eights were definitely low, you know, and then there was like 11s and things like that. So, um, I do want to unbox this Kobe. I don't remember. And these retailed for 225. Now, when these came out, I don't remember what year it was, but it was Kobe nine year. Use your Googles. Ask Siri, ask Alexa, whomever. Um, Make sure my Siri didn't come on because that pops on just randomly. Um, these retailed for $225. There are a lot of sneakers from back in the day. I know we talk about retail prices now, but there are so many sneakers from back in the day that actually costed a lot more that we just honestly forgot about. I know we equate a lot of phone posits to being really expensive. I think probably the most expensive phone positive I paid for was... Um, the camo joints. It was like the uh, the white camo Air Force Ones, and then the green camo Air Air. I'm sorry, Phone Posits, and then the green camo Phone Posit Pros. Phone Posit Pros were the uh, typical Army camo, and they had the swoosh on the side. And then the uh, white camo joints um, were Phone Posit Ones, and they had like the like snow camo type on them. I don't remember if both were, but I think one was at least 275 out the door, I think. Um, definitely started at 250 I believe, 255 And had no problem back then. It was a little shocking at the moment, but these right here, 225 uh, Kobe 9 mid EXT. It was a quick strike. So, like I said, I got these at the outlet. It's not common you could get pairs at the outlet with the box, um, with the lid. But I'll tell you guys a secret. If you go to the outlet and you buy anything on the back wall that has no lid, you can go there and say, hey, can I get a lid? They'll go in the back and get you a lid. Trust me. There's lids just sitting around. Trust me. Um, so I'll just take out one. Um, so this is them. Uh, to me, a very underrated Kobe. Um it had the snake scales, snake scales, sort of like a faux snake scale embossed on the sneaker. Um, it had those like more stretchy laces. Um, the lacing system was kind of cool because it had these uh, elastic loops that sort of came from under the leather and pulled up to the top. It didn't have your traditional holes you see pressing the leather. Um, the gum bottom was fire. Now, I don't know if this was supposed to be Kobe's actual foot or not. Um... But on the bottom, it was a foot. So I don't know if you could kind of see it on the camera. Hopefully you guys can. Um, and like I said, for those listening in their vehicles or however you listen to this podcast on all streaming platforms, I'm unboxing the Kobe 9 mid EXT Quick Strike. The gum bottom is fire. All right. 
just on touch, it's sticky. I know these had to be crazy on the basketboard. They had to be. But you could see sort of the toes, like the toes going down and the shape of the foot. Not sure if this was like Kobe's actual foot outline or anything like that. So I don't want to say something that I don't know. But I always thought that was a dope little thing. Even though it's at the bottom of the shoe, that was always pretty cool. The midsole. Um, I don't know what that says right there. It looks like it says... I can't tell. It looks like some... You know, Nike used to do a lot of things with dots and stuff like that that people didn't decipher what they said for a long, long time. Um, it had the chrome... Uh, those chrome-colored pieces. Obviously, it's plastic. Um, now, I think mine were at the outlet because one of my shoes... Actually, this one sort of too had a lot of had some scratches on it. I wore this one time had some scratches on the piece back here, um, which is something that back in the day Nike was sent to the outlet. Now they just send it straight to you and let you complain on social media and make you make the decision whether or not you want to send it back and get nothing or take a 20 percent off code or something. Um, but they came with these little plastic covers and I'll take this off. It doesn't matter anymore. Well, you know, I'll leave it on. But these covers that you peel off, and if you can see, you peel them off in order to, you know, so you don't damage the chrome or whatnot. The back one didn't come with it. I think that's why it was scratched. And, you know, it is what it is. But like I said, man, you find these outlet finds, these ones are worth buying. It had the leather, leather inside lined it. Leather. Just like the Tiffany Air Force Ones that are coming out. Leather. Finest. Fine stuff. Had the plastic back with the vents in the back. It had the, the, the black swoosh that you could kind of see, but it was the black on black right there. These joints are very underrated in fire. And if you could find a pair of these, I would recommend copying. The one thing, and there could have been another color of these. I don't remember a white pair, but if there wasn't, you know, that sucks. But the one thing about these, I do feel like they messed out the opportunity was, was creating another color. Um, I feel that this is a sneaker that could be retroed. EXTs were still basketball sneakers, but they were made with like an elevated luxury to them. All the Kobe's, some of the LeBron's, some of the Katie's, they had a little bit more of an elevated luxury design elements put into them to make them worth the, the price that they uh, came in at, the retail price. I don't know if they still make EXTs. I don't think so. But, you know, it's something that could be explored with other versions of sneakers. Had the big piece in the back that shines. Um, had, the, obviously, the Kobe system logo. Uh, which brought up much debate on what this means, but I actually found out that it is from the Kill Bill Sword in the Kill Bill movies. So um had the chrome-looking logo on the thing. Uh, these are a 9.5 insole. You know what? Let me go ahead and take this out. This was one of the things, too, that they really put care into this stuff like this, which really mattered back in the day, especially when we talk about comfort and stuff like that in sneakers. Um, get this insole out. Thick. So, whoo. This it's gonna be uh it's gonna be H E double hockey sticks getting this back in there. Um this was the insole. Thick. This joint was was cushioned thick. It isn't like the ones you pull out now and it's like thin as a, a Frito Lay's chip. This joint right here was thick. Look at that. Look how thick that is. Twerking.
Don't know if they ever made fakes of stuff like this. Um, had the Kobe right there. Kobe, I don't know if you can see it. Kobe on that thick part. Um, inside, I will say that this wasn't my favorite part. It had these bumps on the inside. Now, it may have provided comfort, and it may have been meant to provide traction, but it really didn't. I felt like the one time I wore these, and maybe a size 9.5 was like a tad too big. A 9 would have been too small, but like your foot moves around in the shoe a lot, and it felt like these sort of, um, these little bumps sort of, uh, made that happen a little bit more. Um, they were probably made to stop that, but I felt like my foot was moving around a lot in it when I wore them throughout the day. Um, and I had warm to work. I didn't like go hooping them or nothing like that. But, you know, like I said, man, Kobe 9, EXT, Quick Strikes. Um, I'm sure they're on Gold and StockX and stuff like that. I'm sure you could find a pair on eBay or something. No telling what they go for now, obviously, with the passing of Kobe Bryant. But these are one of my favorite Kobe's that I do own. And, you know, it's very underrated. Very underrated and not talked about enough. Uh, so, like I said, man, find a pair if you can. And it's a pair you don't see often. Like, you don't see anybody posting those on social media. You don't see anybody wearing those out anywhere. And actually, honestly, in reality, I really don't see anybody wearing Kobe's out anywhere, to tell you the truth. I understand that there was a big demand and want for him after his passing and stuff like that. But a lot of that Kobe stuff turned into, like, just having versus actually wearing you'll catch some grinches out here and there um but all the other ones i can't say i don't see anybody walk around and fade the black packs i don't see anybody walk around in preludes you know all the kobe ids and maybe that's people like oh i want to preserve these because kobe passed but you know what the streets want to see them that's where the value is the value is is and letting the streets see them them joints just sitting in your closet they're just decoration for you releases mm, 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 mm. obviously we get releases off the goat app um it's just a more easier setup how they have it um these are obviously <laughs> hey subject to change all right and some of these maybe european releases may not be releasing in the u.s yet every once in a while i have that one guy yo fam you said this was coming out this week and it didn't buddy you win some you lose some let me tell you something you catch me and saying something wrong on this podcast, I don't care. Like, I, I don't care. This tip, this podcast is on the fly. It really is. Now, we do take a little outline of what we want to discuss, but most of it is just off the top of our head. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Hey, you win some, you lose some. That's the only response you will get from me if you send me a message or you say, actually, you're wrong. Hey, man, you win some, you lose some. Enjoy the free podcast. Um, I'm going to break this down a little bit different, so I wrote them down. Um, you know, and obviously I got my phone for pictures and stuff like that. I broke it down by Jordans and sort of Nike and then, um, you know, other brands or something coming out this week. Uh, so first we got the Jordan 185 black, white panda, if you want to call it. Um, I think I want them. But I do have pandas. Now, this is what I'll tell you. I really think a lot of people are trying to say like, nah, these are for grown men. Like, they're going to try to act like that. Like, pandas are for women and kids. But the Jordan 85s are for grown men. 
I really think there are going to some people that are going to sit around and act like that. There's probably some out there already saying that. Like, I'm pretty confident that, yo, you were a panda. Yo, you got to get yourself some 85s. They for grown men. I'm pretty confident somebody is out there saying that. Slap yourself in half. Are these fire? Of course they're fire. But Jordan 1 reverse Laney's. Uh, this is a women's model. Um, I had two pairs of the first Laney ones. Um, just thinking maybe I could grab it real quick. Um, I don't know. I don't want to grab it. Um, I traded one with a few other sneakers, obviously, to get my Balmain unicorns. Um, but I still have a pair um, that I wore once. Um, the other pair was DS that I traded. Um, this version of it, I like that it's in leather. I think the problem with the first Lanies was, was it was like half leather, half suede. And it kind of just didn't resonate correctly. Um, the Laney's that we were typically used to were like the Jordan five version of it. Majority white with the hints of blue and the hints of yellow. Um, with the first Laney ones, the OGs, if you will, um, it jumped out the window. It was all yellow, all blue. It's not an easy sneaker to wear. I don't view this version of the Laney ones, reverse Laney's, this women's version. These look like women's sneakers. Um, I think when I really think back to the OG Laney ones, I think they looked more like a woman's sneakers as well. It's just that back then there wasn't this like super push and like this super um, attention being paid to to just women's sneakers. Um, you know, women's had a few pairs here and there, but mainly back then it was like a few pair of women's and women's were made to wear GS sneakers. Are these fire? No. Are they whack? No. If somebody, you know, came up to came up to me while I was pumping gas and said, hey, 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 got a pair of them reverse lady ones for you. Um, you know, one one twelve fifteen. I'll take them. Jordan 13 playoffs. Eh. You know what's amazing about like Jordan 13s? I always held Jordan 13s in a high regard. Never cared for the playoff version. Too much black. I'm not a I'm not a 90% black sneaker person like it's just they've never had any appeal to me for me um but it's amazing the drop that jordan 13s have taken from like people's opinion on uh whether they're fire or not jordan 13s have had some really fire and great colorways come out over the last three to five years these are facts a lot of a lot of the PEs that we used to see on the basketball court, you know, with certain Jordan brand athletes, with certain Jordan brand endorsers, with certain Jordan brand signature sneaker athletes, we used to covet them. Them joints were fire. A green thirteen? Come on, man. Ray Allen out there busting threes and a green thirteen. I remember when the actual Ray Allen green thirteens came out. I remember they came out on finish line, and I think George had cop two pairs. Or one and it got canceled but this was like a real highly coveted sneaker to have on the tongue it had the ray allen shooting the shot in ray and giant letters on the tongue 
And now they're releasing these. You know, you got your, your yellow joints. You got your starfish 13s. You got your lucky greens. They're releasing these joints. You got, I think, a purple one just released, a Laker colorway. And no one cares. And if you bring up Jordan 13s in certain groups, certain crowds, they'll hit you with the, nah, Jordan 13s ain't it. Huh? Now, I ain't saying Jordan 13s in the top five Jordans, but I ain't never thought to disrespect them like that. But Jordan 13 playoffs, meh. Um, and the Jordan Luka 1 Safari, I mean, it's dope. You know what I mean? Um, It's a Luka 1. The Luka 1 shoe is I feel like not getting enough respect. Um, it's one of those ones where like you have to see somebody else wearing it and be like, oh, okay, I could see, I could see this. Me and George have talked highly about the Lucas for for a really long time before they even dropped. We liked them right off the bat. Them joints are like one twenty. They're affordable. Um, the quality on them is, you know, a typical run of the mill Nike basketball, Jordan basketball materials there's nothing to scream out the door about but it's the shape of them it's the design of them and these threw on some safari print which hey man you, you can't go wrong a lot of times you you there's been a lot of examples of going wrong throwing on some safari throwing on some elephant it's fine but these are definitely outlet cops like i wouldn't recommend paying anybody paying retail for these um you'll see these at the outlet trust me um we got the All-Star Pack. Obviously, All-Star Weekend is this weekend, I believe. Um, it's in Salt Lake City. You know, I, I could sit here and talk about how awesome the All-Star Packs used to be. And I'm not just talking about Galaxy. I know everyone loves, 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 loves to talk about the Galaxy Pack. And rightfully so. But even the previous and the All-Star Packs after Galaxy, they really put a lot of attention into them. Whether you liked them or not, they were highly anticipated, um, what do you want to call them, sneak peeks or um, unveilings, you know. We couldn't wait to find out or wonder what they were going to look like. You know, one of the things that I will say that kind of messed up a lot of, which I think why some of these brands pulled back on putting super duper duper effort into the signature player all-star sneaker is because a lot of these players of the last recent few years have been hurt or not performing enough to even get back to the all-star game. You know, we would see the all-star version of a sneaker, you know, all the way back in November and that player and performance don't get voted in or get picked by the coaches or the media. What you supposed to do with this all-star sneaker? You can't sell a James Harden all-star sneaker. I know Adidas has a James Harden all-star sneaker. Now, they've got to scrap that joint or they got to change the name of it, which is probably the best thing you can do. If you already pre-create, let me tell you something. You got athletes like your Paul George, your Kawhi Leonard, your LeBron James. You got your, um, you know, uh, Greek freaks. You got players like that. Yes, Nike will pre-make their all-star game sneaker regardless because these are almost guaranteed all-star players. Now, when that switches up and let's say a Paul George um, makes the all-star team, but he's injured, cool, you can still release the sneaker. He made the all-star team. He just ain't going to be out there and play in it. Now, let's say a Paul George doesn't make it. He's having a bad year. Does it get voted in? For whatever reason, he doesn't make the all-star team, and now you have a Paul George all-star. Switch the name of it. 
That's all you got to do. These are the the whatevers, you know. You don't got to call it All-Star anymore. You just call it the whatever. Um, the issue with that is is that obviously sneaker news and sneaker leaks and sneaker unveilings and stuff like that come out way before Nike and these brands wanted to. So it's like, dang it, you guys showed the world what the Paul George All-Star looks like. We don't know if Paul George is going to make the All-Star team. We don't know if Paul George is going to be healthy enough to be on the All-Star team. You know what I mean? I hope that makes sense to you guys. Uh, but they got the LeBron 20 All-Star. None of these are, are anything. These are regular. I would expect a little more of them. I'm sure that if you talk to Nike or you read about these All-Star Pack, I'm sure they're going to try to convince you that these are something have to do with Utah, the snow caps, something. The colorways are underwhelming. Um, the attention to detail to these are underwhelming. There are GR versions of these that are better. Um, back in the day, you know, you would come up with a top 10, you know, LeBron, you know, you know, the 20s or, you know, LeBron sevens, uh, you know, you would come up with, a, you know, the all-star one may be included in that top 10. That's how fire these used to be in the past. Not anymore. You know, if I had to make a LeBron 20 top five right now, this all-star wouldn't be in it. Um, but there's a LeBron 20 all-star. No, thanks. There's a KD 15 all-star. No, thanks. And there's a freak, a zoom freak for Giannis all-star. No, thanks. But blessings to them. Blessings. Um, there's also a penny two patent leather. Mm-mm-mm. A penny two women's rosewood. Mm-mm-mm. And an Air Zoom 95 patent. Not too bad. I ain't mad at these. Now, let's go back to the pennies. Had a conversation this weekend with Shu Hefner and the homie Johnny. Um, at Heated Soul Summit this weekend. Shout out to both of them. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, 90s basketball, man. You know, 90s basketball sneakers hold, and I'm talking about us older sneakerheads. I'm talking about, you know, in your 30s sneakerheads, in your 40s, 50s sneakerheads, okay? They hold a special place in our heart, okay? Um... Not just from the athletes that they were made for, but like just like, you know, what's funny is like when you think about 90s era, late 80s, mid 80s basketball, early 2000s basketball. Obviously, the stars were the stars. There were the stars. There were the superstars. There were just those ones. But the role players and the like sometimes all stars, but like, you know. They were just as good. Like, people forget players like Jim Jackson and Jamal Mashburn and, you know, um, your Kevin Johnsons, you know, your Ron Harpers. Like, these players were really good. Your Malik Seeley's, rest in peace. You know, they forget a lot of these players that were, like, major contributors on teams. Um... And really good. Um, so, like, you know, it's like a combination of, like, that appreciation for 90s, late 80s basketball era, especially when you think about sneakers. Now, me and George, Andy, Rico, mainly mostly me and Andy, you know, on this topic, we talk about colorways. Colorways, um, you know, let me go back a little bit. 
you know, me and Matt Shoe Hefner, we were talking about 90s basketball sneakers this weekend, and we were talking about Rodman's, right? And I was telling him how I got the airworms. Johnny was talking about how he's from Jersey and, you know, Jersey sneaker culture or whatnot. And I said that's where I got my two Rodman airworms from. Um, I got two of them. Same guy, bought two pairs, had them in a storage unit. One was moldy, one was not. Both DS. I think I told you guys about this. Me and George walked the moldy pair down to a shoe shop, and they cleaned all the mold off, re-dyed the black, you know, the whole nine, right? All cracked. They're all cracked up. Unwearable, whatever. And we're basically, it got brought up, I think, by Matt or myself, somebody like, you know, about them needing a retro for them. And I was like, no, you don't. We don't need a retro for them because a lot of these things that, like, hold a real dear place in our heart that we keep saying we need a retro for, we we really don't. We're talking about 20, 30 years ago of sneakers. Like, we love them. You know, we love them a lot. We have utmost respect for them but we understand how these brands work you come back out with the penny one and the penny two and the og color is cool you let a few brands throw some collaborations on cool but it has to stop there it has to once you start just creating these new colorways fam a women's exclusive penny two huh what No, not saying that they're bad, not saying that they won't look good on women. It's just an unnecessary thing. It's just we don't need a women's exclusive penny two or a, a women's exclusive air shake, you know, or a women exclusive uh, Zoom 95. It's not a needed thing. I don't think the, the women are are like, yes, I don't think they are like, finally, I don't think they are. Colorways can make you second, I don't want to say second guess, but bad colorways can make you review, maybe that's not what I want to say either. Bad colorways can poison your opinion on a shoe you held with such high regard. That's facts. The Penny 1 and Penny 2 colorways, legendary. Anything after that is just mess. Some are okay. Not all are whack. It's just mess. It's, it, it, it's like the Penny 2 and Penny 1 OG colorways are like here. And then as they keep building up all these additional colorways you know, of, of these sneakers, it's like it pushes it out the picture. It's, and then it's like you almost forget they exist because you got so many other colorways of these. Like I said, I'm not saying these colorways are bad that they're coming out with. Some are okay. They're just, you can mess up the legacy of an OG sneaker with a lot of colorways. The Air More Up Tempo Pippins. I'm talking legendary, held in one of the high regards, and still to this day still still is. There are so many colorways and versions of that sneakers. It's not even funny. It's almost embarrassing. You can't do that to 90s basketball sneaker. You want to retro a 90s sneaker, whether it's tennis and Agassi, whether it's a, and I will say this, with Air Tech Challenge 2s, they come out with some fire colorways additionally. Neither here nor there. When it comes to 90s era sneakers, 
Just give us the OG and maybe one or two additional colorways. We cool with that. But you got to really think really hard about those additional colorways. You really do. Because we can, let me tell you this, after this run of pennies, penny ones and penny twos, after this run, I guarantee you there will not be any more people like, yo, we need, they need the retro of the pennies. You ain't going to hear that no more. Oh, yeah, we good. You know, we appreciate that, but we good now. Appreciate that. We good. We got the mock flow times undercover bone colorway. It's like a moccasin. Um, this is another 90s. Thing. It was a Nike mock. If you were heavy in East Bay magazines, these joints were always in East Bay magazine. There was this section of East Bay magazine that came like after all of the like, it was like the first pages were like all running sneakers, your track spikes and stuff. Then it went to basketball, your Jordans, your Nikes, your Adidas, Reeboks and so forth. Then it was like this like, it was like your skate street casual wear section where it was like your shell toes your your acg stuff your um you know timberland boots um your lugs you know it was like an entire few two or three pages of just that type of stuff these moccasins fell right in those pages and they used to have a brown colorway and maybe a black and maybe a purple i think back in the day um I never knew what they were for. Um, I think the original ones sort of had more of an ACG feel to them. And I mean theme. Not saying that you could hike or do anything in these. Um, but they had like a, um, not a, what are those called? Not a zip tie. The, like lace lock type thing. You know, you, that's how you made them tight on your foot. They had like two laces that came out the back and you pulled the thing and it, um, uh, the lock or whatever, and that's how you made them fit on your foot correctly. You know, things like this, they're, they don't, they're not whack. It's just, you have to understand, like, your price point and stuff for stuff like this. This is a moccasin. Now, I don't know what went into place for them to come out with this moccasin again. I can't think of these mox moccasins being retroed in the past. And I also don't know if, like, you go to Nike and say, hey, I want to use the mock silhouette. Do they just got that on deck? Do they just got that on hand? How hard it is to use that again? How hard it is to put that in production again? I don't know. So I know that's where a lot of price point and stuff probably comes into play. But these right here, if they're not 65 to $85, fam, I'm not checking for a moccasin. I'm not. It's cool. I could get a use out of it. And if you really wanted people to check for these moccasins, you have to jump out the window with the croc wave and the foam runner wave. Like, you really have to do that. A lot of people really haven't talked about it, but Nike hasn't solidified themselves in any of the foam, easy-to-wear, casual categories. They're trying some new things with some slides that are coming out eventually. And, you know, they had a couple of other slides that came out that failed miserably. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but they were always on sale. They came out with a black and a bone colorway. The shape of them was different. They tried to be different, but you're not going to compete with some of these other ones or the price points. Regardless of how you feel about Yeezy slides and form runners, them joints are cheap. They're affordable. And they're endorsed by a big name. Like, that's hard to do. Now, if Travis Scott wants to come out with a foam something, cool. But you're not going to compete with that. That's the one thing that Nike hasn't figured out how to compete with. Um, Reebok, 
Reebok questions again, but now with a pump, and they look like D Browns. Here's the bad part about this, right? They don't look that bad. They don't look bad at all. And this isn't the first question that they put a pump on before. These don't look bad at all. The problem is, is that these are no joke about 19 years too late. They really are. They really are about 17, 17 to 19 years too late with these. There was a time that Reebok Questions was getting mad, mad traction on the streets. But let me explain something to you why. You know, let me talk about Iverson for a second, okay? One of my favorite players of all time. But see, that's the thing. He's one of my favorite players of all time. Allen Iverson's legend of being a transcender, a trans... Uh, I'm sorry, a trendsetter, a fashion icon, if you will, a no-nonsense rule breaker, tattoo, wear your shiny chains, braids, and the NBA personality has superseded what Allen Iverson has done on the basketball court. We think of Allen Iverson as such a trendsetter that you forget how great Allen Iverson was on the basketball court. That's partly one of the issues when it comes down to Reebok, Iverson, and questions. Reebok isn't putting emphasis on Iverson, the basketball player. If you went to your YouTube and your stuff, now the footage may be a little dated and look, it ain't it ain't 4K. It ain't 4K for those who listen. It ain't 1080p. It ain't 720. It might be 480. That's no joke. Now, you can find some that's good. You'll find some. And I respect a lot of those who clean that footage up and stuff like that. But Allen Iverson is a one of a kind when it comes to style of basketball and how good he was for his size. We talk about and joke about people doing low management now. Tuh. You couldn't keep Allen Iverson off the basketball court, injured or not. See, you have to focus certain athletes and certain people. You have to focus on the legend of their basketball game a little harder than you do on their product. Because when there's discussions on top 10 players all time, Allen Iverson isn't on those lists. He's not. I'm not telling you he should be basketball-wise, but he should be brought up a lot more. If you did top 20 all-time, Iverson isn't on a lot of those lists. He's not. He was really inefficient, high turnovers, explosive, high scoring. He did more with a little before LeBron did. People love talking about the teams that LeBron drug into the championships and playoffs. Tuh! You go look at them Iverson teams. Tuh! If Reebok wants to sell a lot more Sean Kemp's, Rain Man's, they got to... Fam, go look up Sean Kemp. 
Just go look up Sean Kemp top 10 in-game dunks. Just go look up Sean Kemp highlights. Just, just go look him up. Just, just go do it. Now, now, don't leave this episode right here to go do it. But go do it. You have to really up their basketball game to really understand why these sneakers are so fire and why they're so fire and why they're so important. Reebok, I could give you a few pro bono free hours as well. All right, I'm trying to give Adidas eight. I could give Reebok a week. I could give you four. Four free hours of conversation on things that you could do to improve Reebok and and their standing in just the streets. I give you four free hours, Reebok. Adidas, you got eight on the table. The the ball is in your court, Adidas. All right, you got to get back to me. And finally, probably the most popular sneakers right now on social media, on all fashion blogs, on on just everything is the Mischief Big Red Boots. A lot of people sent me these. A lot of people sent me these talking junk. A lot of people sent me these, you know, just sort of like reiterating where the culture is. Sneaker culture is down the drain because of boots like this. Stop. Let me explain something to you guys about this boot, which I hope you listen to and go, you know what? Greg is right. Like, what are we talking about? The boot isn't whack. The problem is, is that the boot, there's two problems with this boot, okay? The boot isn't whack. That's what this company does. This isn't the first crazy thing that Mischief has come up with. People forget, Mischief also had the Blood Air Max 97s and I think the Jesus Christ 97s as well. They also created a shoe that looks like a, a walking boot when you like get a high ankle sprain or, or come out of surgery. People forget that. These aren't whack. Here are the two problems with this. The first problem is, is that these boots have infiltrated sneaker culture and sneaker media and and fashion world. It had no business infiltrating that world because it brings in opinions of people for no reason. There's no reason for a lot of us sneakerheads or anybody to have an opinion on these because of what they are. And I'm going to get back to what they are. The second problem with these boots are is that they're $350. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that that's not what they're worth based on how hard or difficult it is to make these boots. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you if it costs $5 to make these boots or if it costs $100 to make these boots. I have no idea, okay? But that price is way too high for something that I view as just it's a satire toy. This is a toy. This is one of those things that like, if they were $100, I'd probably buy a pair. If they came out in kid size, I'd probably get my kids a pair. I view these as a toy. They're just fun. The problem is, is, 
people don't see that. They only see, man, what the heck, bro? What they making these for? These are stupid. Fam, they're just a toy. Shout out to Laura, shout out to Mark, shout out to Matt, the Shoe Hefner, Little Laces, Marky Mark. You know, we kind of hung out this weekend, had dinner on Saturday, and we brought and we talked about these and whatnot. Um, obviously, resale is stupid high on these boots, but here's the thing, and I brought this up when I had dinner with them, and, you know. I have a lot of ideas, man. I really do, and I probably shouldn't say this on here, but... It's just facts, and it needs to be said on here. These mischief boots, to me, are like Mickey ears or the goofy hat with the ears down when you go to Disneyland. Every grown man, every sneakerhead, every somebody has had some type of Disney something that they buy from the store and work, except maybe George, because George thinks everything is stupid. But we've all had Mickey ears before as a kid, or the hat that had the Mickey ears, or the goofy hat, the ears came down. Even as adults, you go to Disneyland right now, you will see grown men walking around with a Mandalorian hat on, or mask, or Mickey ears, and stuff like that. Now, Mickey ears have transcended into, like, many different versions of Mickey ears. I mean, you go to the store there's a wall of mickey ears different version it isn't just the Minnie mouse and the mickey mouse anymore they have understood that yo i could make a little mermaid version of mickey ears and then canto version uh uh up version you know all their disney products and movies they have a monsters inc disney ears mickey ears mickey ears and i think i can't remember i was just at disneyland uh, a couple years ago i think uh, mickey ears are probably around anywhere from 50 to 60 dollars now that's a lot of money, but guess what? People are copping. If these boots were a Mickey Mouse version at Disneyland for sixty to a hundred dollars, I cop something that you just slide over your feet and walk around Disneyland in. Now, am I gonna take those boots outside of Disneyland and make a fit? No. But that mischief idea has to have had spawned additional light bulbs across this country. Imagine you going inside as a sneakerhead to go inside the Disney store and buy a Mickey Mouse version of his feet and put them on my sneakers and I could walk around the park for the day with my kids with Mickey Mouse feet on. Stop it. That's my idea, by the way. I, I can't own it because anybody could take it and do it, but stop it. Stop looking at these boots like, oh my God, who cares? These are toys. These are just fun and goofy. Look at me, I got on these boots. Somebody sent me a picture of Lil Wayne one. I'm like, oh my God, what a joke, fam. Them joints look like they were made for Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's always been a character. I didn't look at those and go, oh my God, he looks stupid. I just went, <laughs> look at Wayne. Stop putting your time, effort, and opinions in these things that don't matter. These are something that are like you'd see for sale at uh, Spencer's. But like I said, 
Disneyland. Fam, I think Universal Studios just opened up a Super Mario Land or something. Super Nintendo Land or something. Fam, you get Mario boots like this, you sell them joints for $80 to $120 at the park, I guarantee it, you will see entire families walking around with Super Mario boots on their feet. Facts. You get these Mickey Mouse versions of, of uh, Mickey Mouse or Minnie, Va Minnie Mouse or Donald Duck or Goofy, or you get these little boots or feet that you can pull over your shoes in the Disney parks, them joints would be sold out. Facts. But, man, y'all not listening. Y'all too busy looking at nice kicks and BR kicks and looking at these pages that constantly post this stuff that garners your opinions for nothing. Nobody should have an opinion on these red boots. Besides, man, look at those. These cats crazy. That's it. That's it. That's my mischief boot take. Don't ask me about it again. Don't send me no more pics about them again. They're just fun. Relax. Shout out to everybody over at Heat of Soul Summit. Um, I know I talked about it at the end of the podcast last week about me going to Heat of Soul Summit. I'll tell you about my weekend, actually. Um, I left the house. And I left the house for something other than soccer and, you know, just going to the mall with my wife or, you know, whatever. Not that we typically do when we do leave the house. But I left the house for something for myself a little bit. And shout out to my wife, man. She's the one that really pushed me to kind of go go out. You know what I mean? And shout out to the homie Jimmy, too. You know, he hooked me up. I'm not going to say why, but, you know, he hooked me up. And that's, you know, our director for our um, Hustle Hard Sports. I'm sorry, our Hustle Hard Club soccer team um, that Cortez is on. Um He just sold something. So let me, you know, I went to the event this weekend, you know, met a lot of good people. Shout out to the homies that I kicked it with. Shout out, you know, got to meet a bunch of people, you know, shout out to Ashley, you know, shout out to Warren, you know, obviously Devante. Shout out to Daniel. That's my guy. I haven't talked to him in a minute. Shout out to the homies over at Prime Cuts, you know, shout out to, um, man, just so many people that I, I got to talk to, man, that I haven't talked to in a long time. And, um, you know, shout out to Abe, you know, Ish and everybody over at Heat of Soul. Shout out to everybody at Guest List. Um, you know, shout out to all these people that, you know, congregated in the same area and, you know, sort of kicked it and whatnot. Um, so uh, just to give everybody sort of an understanding of it, Heat of Soul Summit, I know every other state has their own versions of Sneaker Convention, but Heat of Soul Summit is one of ours. It's been around for a really long time. And like I said last episode, Heat of Soul Summit has held it down in the state of Arizona. Um, Arizona is, uh, in Phoenix in particular, Phoenix is a top five, top six largest city in the entire country, and SneakerCon has only been here twice. Um, so I appreciate cats like Charles, you know, who have been had those and, you know, the cats over at Guest List, Abe and Ish and everybody who held down Heat of Soul Summit for all these years to be able to provide Arizona with a regularly occurring sneaker event where everybody could go to and congregate and shop and do whatever you want to do and sell and whatnot. So shout out to them. Um, I went to it. Um, you know, it's, it, 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 I actually made a list of things that, like, I really appreciated about it and you know shout out to my dog tim man you know like me and him kicked it a majority of the entire you know show and, and shout out to the homie matt shoe hefner me and him pretty much kicked it the entire day as well you know what i mean i mean me and him kicked it all day i hit his soul and then we had dinner at night you know with uh mark and laura 
you know, at Culinary Dropout in Scottsdale, and, you know, and uh, it was dope. It was fun, you know what I mean? Um, I really enjoyed myself. I really did, and, and I'm going to do my best to try to do things more like that, you know, like Rerun had their two-year anniversary. Shout out to them. Manor had an event going on, and I really don't put a lot of effort in going into these things more because I am so busy, and, like, any time I have for myself, I just want to go sit on the couch that I paid for and watch all these streaming platforms I paid for and, you know, be around my house that I pay for. You know, a lot of us pay for a ton of stuff, but then we outside in the streets all day. And it's like, I don't get to enjoy the things that I've earned in my life. Um, and I really do value my time and my mental health. Like I need to go sit down. I would love to go to Manor and, and post up for two, three hours, but like, I just want to go home and sit down, man. I really do. But shout out to them. And I'm going to put forth better effort to go to a lot of these events because I heard they did a really good job this weekend. Shout out to undefeated and stuff like that. They did as well. Uh, he just summit. Um, I wrote down a list of things overall. It was good. Um, here's the thing with these events. And I think um, a lot of people would probably agree. Um, they get bored. They get boring really, really quick. Um, and they get boring really, really quick for many different reasons. These events are cool to go to if you're in the sneakers. And you need to go to them. Like you should go to them to support and stuff like that. But if you really have something that, um, I don't know how to say it, like, you have to be realistic in what you're going to look for, okay? And what I mean by that is, is like, you know, people will be like, yo, I'm going to Sneaker Con this weekend, but bro, I'm only looking for, um, I'm only looking for uh, Pata, uh, OG Pata Air Max 1s, uh, green joints. What? I, 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 I'm only looking for uh, uh, Mork and Mindy Dunk Highs. Well, you're you're not gonna find those. Yo, yo, yo! I'm only looking for OG New Balance Kennedys. I, I, I'm only looking for Red Lobsters. That's it. You're not gonna see this stuff. You have to have a realistic mindset of what you're gonna see at these things. Um, the one thing I'll say, and, I, and the reason why I say I got bored, I knew what I was looking for, and I knew it was gonna be there. Now, the one thing that's always amazing about going to these events is that, like, I had no idea Arizona had this many people who had resale shops, businesses, or resellers in the state. I mean, I seen stuff and people that I had never seen before in my entire life. Okay, cool for them. One of the things is about this is, is that, and this is maybe something that Heated Soul could think about doing. You know, I honestly think that if you're a vendor of selling vintage and selling sneakers and things like that, I think it'd be dope if Heated Soul Summit and all these events would email all these sellers a StockX, GOAT, whatever price sheet about where stuff is. Not saying these vendors need to follow it, but give them sort of a better idea of how they could really succeed here. Like I said, we've had people who have resell shots on the show, resell shops on the show, resell shops on the show. Shout out to Wilson. Shout out to Charles at Legend. Shout out, you know, everybody else who's been on the podcast who resells. Um, shout out to Prime Kicks and Cuts. Um, shout out to Soul Savvy as well. I'm going to get the homie on there. He always watches the podcast in the store. And uh, I told him and to let me know whenever he wants to come on the podcast. Um, 
Now, you don't know how much this person paid for and the reason why they have it for that price to you. I went to this looking for Jordan 1 Low Corals, which quite a few people had. I went looking for Miami Hurricane Dunks, the orange and green joints, which quite a few people had. And I went looking for... Maybe that's it. I think those are the only two that I legit went looking for. Not saying that if I didn't come across anything else that I thought was fire, I didn't want that I wouldn't have bought it. But that was pretty much it. Um, I usually go to these to kind of look at the clothes and stuff that people are wearing. Some of the like independent brands like T-shirts and designs they're making. They're they're making. I'm not super heavy into vintage. Um, I love a lot of vintage stuff. I don't like searching through vintage stuff. I don't like touching it and I don't like the smell of it. So like. I won't go looking through your vintage racks. If I go into your store, whew, vintage smells like old library books. Y'all know what library books smell like. And I get why they smell like that because, you know, when you collect vintage, you can't wash it. If I'm a vintage collector and reseller and I find a, a 1990 uh, Garth Brooks concert t-shirt, I can't wash it. Because I may ruin it before I sell it. If I go ahead and give him $100 for it because I'm going to sell it for 140 in my store, if I wash that joint or try to clean it and make it smell good before it gets to you, I could destroy that shirt and be out of my money. So I get why vintage people don't wash. They leave them as is. I get it. Completely understand. I just can't do it. I can't go through racks and racks of old stained clothes. I can't. If you never walked into a Goodwill, the smell is like, it smells like a homeless person's backpack. Like it will punch you in the face. But I think it'd be dope if these sneaker conventions provided some sort of sheet like, hey, currently Jordan 1 Low Corals are going for this amount. Currently, they're going for this amount. The last pair sold on this date went for this. I think it would help sellers because sometimes I think a lot of these cats are coming in with these high expectations of like, oh, especially this weekend. I'll tell you the number one thing that I heard from people this weekend that were sellers was they thought there were going to be more celebrities in here. There's a problem with that. I think I may have saw two people you would deem a celebrity, and I wouldn't. I mean, Ish Wainwright, phenomenal basketball player, plays for the Phoenix Suns, awesome. But if Ish Wainwright walked into a room, nobody would know who he is. They'd just be like, boy, he's tall. Does he play football or basketball? Wouldn't know who he is. Who he is. Um, and then maybe a couple other cats in there. I don't know. I saw some cats in there that were acting like they were very important, but, you know, you just never know nowadays. Um... But, you know, one of the issues that I had was, was that, like, I go to one table, they got corals. And it all comes down to a size and price things when you're looking. And when I talk about, and this is the conversation that a lot of us had um, while we were there at uh, Heat of Soul Summit, was the fact of, like, how, oh, shout out to Gwen, too. Gwen was there. Um, she's been on the podcast before. Shout out to her. I always like talking to her. She has a really good conversation. Um, It's the, when you're solidified in sneakers, I'm talking about me, I'm talking about you too, I'm talking about a lot of people that are really, 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 really solidified in sneakers, been in the game for a minute. I've been in the game so long, when I walk in your resale shop, you know not to try to sell me a, a pair of Travis Scott's for 2000 <laughs> 
I'm too solidified to pay 2000 If I didn't pay retail, <laughs> next. You're not going to get me to pay 250 for taxi ones. Sorry, champ. I already know them joints I could get for 180 here, 160 here, or, or whatever. So when you go to these things, no disrespect to the sellers. When you go to these things and you see a pair of Coral One Lows, which have restocked numerous times, which are were below retail at one point on some resale sites, which were extremely low on a lot of sites, which were extremely affordable for a really long time and still is, as far as I'm, I know, and you go to a table and they want 280 for them. You go, huh? Now, I don't know how much he paid for them. He may have paid 230 for them. So he's trying to get, he's trying to make a little profit on top of something still. It sucks because then you go to one table, it's 280. You go to another table and they got it for uh, 200. You go to another one, they got it for 190. They just don't got your size. That was the one thing that I, I will say that I found like was a little bit disappointing because what you're willing to pay is going to be all based off what they had to do to get their product. You know what I mean? You could tell the tables who got a lot of their stuff for retail. You could tell they maybe only had one coral Jordan one low. The ones who had like eight pairs. Okay. They had to pay a premium to get those eight pairs. I, I, I'm assuming a majority, right? So like I said, I think stuff like that, like a price sheet to let people know, like, hey, if you're coming here to sell your Coral One, Jordan One Lowe's or 280, it ain't happening, Captain. But you could definitely make a money profit here if you sell them for 190, 180. You could definitely make a little bit of something here. Now, obviously, that's at your own risk, whatever you want to do. We're just trying to help you out, make some better sales here. And I'm not saying that nobody wasn't selling there, but the crowd is really split at these events and i mean at sneaker cons hit a soul summits any of these events you can see the ones who are super duper young and have been saving up their birthday money and christmas money for a really long time you see the ones that are walking around legit with their dads and their moms they're not even old enough to get themselves to these events they're young but mom and dad promised them you know hey i'll buy you something and there you go every one of those kids uh, how much for the Mocha Ones? Um, these are about $2,200. Uh, um, the Fragment Lows, what? About 19 All of them came specifically for the most of the most. How much are the green Brooklyn Off-White Air Force Ones? They came for the premium. They weren't coming in there looking for your ASU dunks. They weren't looking for those. They weren't coming in there looking for your cherry 11s. Um, and, you know, when you go to these events and when I talk about, like, I got bored. And when I say I got bored, it's not just me. This isn't a me thing. So anybody from Heated Soul Summit or anybody listens, this isn't just a me thing. This is an everybody thing. Everybody got bored at some point. Um, when I drove up, it opened at 11 or 12. I got there at about 1.15. There's a lot of people already leaving. Sneakerheads already leaving. Oh, hey, they could be going to get something to eat. They, whatever the case may be. But there was a lot of people leaving already. I'm like, dang, it just opened. It opened in an hour, two hours. You're already leaving? Here's the thing that about these events that like a lot of people really don't understand and take into consideration. When you're going there to look for something, or even if you're not going to look for something, and you're like, there's a few things that caught your eye. Um, if there's not your size, if there's not the prices you like, um, it doesn't get any better. 
once you walk around once or twice, you're pretty much done. Like, I ended up staying the entire time till closing. I went, I got there at about one, stayed till about 6.15, 6.30. I stayed to the end, chit-chatting, talking, hanging out. I stayed to the very end while they were breaking down tables and people taking their sneakers back to their cars. I stayed that long. And then I kept doing laps and walking around and stuff like that. But the things that I was looking for, wasn't going to get better. So it's like, dang, I walked around, man, I only, I only found a size nine in this. Oh, this one guy only had a 10 and a half. Oh, he only had this. Walking around again, nobody's restocking. Like there's no restocking while you get, while you, while you wait, there isn't like more vendors coming in late. Once the vendors are there and they're there, that's it. There's no like no late, late show vendors. You know, the event starts at 11 and these cats show up at about 3.30 with a whole brand new sleuth of sneakers for everybody to look through. That doesn't happen. So you get bored really quick. It's like, well, you know, everybody has a size nine, but I need a nine and a half. Everybody has a size 10, but they're too big. Like, you know, you just like, you just kind of cook. Now you're there, they're conversing, um, which is fine. You're there just hanging out. You're just having a good time. You're just doing what you got to do. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people looking for new balance, man. A lot of people, but you wouldn't know it unless you actually had little small chit-chat conversations with people. There was a lot of people looking for new balance. There was maybe only three, two or three tables who had more than like one pair of new balance. Any other tables that had any new balance, they maybe had like one pair, two pair, um, and sizes that, you know, kid sizes, you know, really, really small, you know, um, sizes you know there was a table that had some teddy santas he had some jowns and stuff but they were small either small or really big um but you know we're walking around and catches like man i'm just looking for new balance man i'm looking for new balance i'm looking for something with the cast didn't have it huh? um one thing i will say about the the event within itself was and this is a problem with all these events right you have to understand the size of your venue Right. And you have to understand. I'm pretty confident it's a tactic. Um, the DJs in these things. You, you got to stop. I'm not saying not have DJs and not have music, but man, y'all got to really understand this venue is in a sports complex. There's about four to six basketball courts in this area it's a it's a pretty decent size it's like a you know maybe two times the size of a high school gym okay two or three times the size of a high school gym it's not as big as you think it is having a dj playing music that loud the entire time is asinine and insane it's at levels you cannot hear people talk you legit can't think in there Hey, 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 what's what what size are these right here? Huh? How how much you want for these? No, 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 not that one. How much you want for these Miamis right here? Two hundred or two twenty? Ah, you ain't got no other sizes because you got shake it like a salt shaker at levels. Turn the music down. I honestly think 
that there is some sort of tactic to that where it must be like loud music makes you spend more money or certain types of music make it. It has to be. I honestly think that it's probably the reverse. When you're in events like this with high priced items, okay, I'm talking high priced items. You want to gather your thoughts. I've been to other auctions. I mean, like real auctions. Like I'm talking auctions of like high value things. I'm not talking about a sneaker auction. I'm talking about auctions where it's like this rock came from the caves of Iceland. I'm talking about those type of auctions. There's ambiance music, elevator music at levels to make you think, really understand. Huh, take a look. I can't even concentrate. Now, maybe I'm talking as old man, but everybody in the building was going, man, I can't hear a thing. Huh? I can't hear what you're saying. Everybody was. At these bars and restaurants, too, y'all got to chill out. People go to meet and converse, not yell at each other. There was more conversing and talking and real chopping it up. All right. For those who need to know what chopping it up is, chopping it up. L long conversation. A lot of you will get on social media and be like, yo, it was nice seeing so-and-so and we chopped it up. You just said, hi, can I take a picture? That ain't chopping it up. Chopping it up is really talking. Me and Johnny chopped it up. Me and Matt chopped it up. Me and Tim chopped it up. Me and Daniel chopped it up. Me and the homies at Prime Kicks and Cuts chopped it up. They had a stage. Nice. Stage is beautiful. Little background screen and graphics and lights. And there was no one performing or doing anything on it. You have to combat boredom at these things. You have to. And, and a raffle isn't a way to combat boredom. You have to engage participation by the people that are at these venues. Now, the very next time they have a heated soul thing, I'm just going to do my part and reach out and say, hey, I would love to do a podcast thing there. This is what I think would be great. And I would like to do this every hour on the hour to elite, to elect crowd participation, to get people chit-chatting, to get people talking, to possibly get people to spend money with people. Just having a giant stage like that and lights and all these wireless microphones just to walk around and go, uh-huh, yeah, hit the soul summit, get your cop on. We in the building. Ain't nobody here for that. Yo, raffle in 10 minutes. and Raffle, fam, thanks. Beautiful stage. Dope setup. It just wasn't utilized correctly. Um, the celebrity thing. Let me go back to the celebrity thing. A lot of people complained about not being enough celebrities there. Here's the thing. You advertise this as that. Um, you're under the assumption Super Bowl weekend sneakers is about to be cracking. Here's the problem with the state of Arizona, right? The state of Arizona is extremely spread out. The Super Bowl is by me. I live on the west side of Arizona. All right. There's a lot of people that 
when you come to Arizona, you really don't know, really understand how spread out it is. The Super Bowl is like here, but all the parties, all the events are way across town. I'm talking about anywhere from an hour to an hour, 15, hour, 20 minutes away. You may have got a place to stay close to Super Bowl where the Super Bowl is. You may have rented a house or, you know, a hotel or something close to where the stadium is. You may have done that. But all your parties and Drake and Feet and Future and all those events are going to be clear across town. I'm talking far, Scottsdale. It was dope for them to have the event. No joke. It's about five to ten minutes from the football stadium where the Super Bowl is being played, Cardinal Stadium. State Farm Stadium, I think that's what it's called now. It's about five to ten minutes away. The problem is, is that when you have your event in the daytime from the hours of 11 to 7, you ain't getting no celebrities there. You're not getting any celebrities to come check it out. You're not getting any athletes to come check it out. Zero. You know why? Because they at the parties, the day parties. They're at the Super Bowl events. They're at the stuff that's cracking. They're not trying to come kick it surrounded by a bunch of sneakerheads. And let's say this, let's say that all the celebrities and athletes went to all their parties and stuff, all this stuff in the daytime. They're not going to drive back to the west side to go to this sneaker event and then drive back to where it's cracking. They're just not. Unless you're going to pay them. You're going to have to pay them to come to your event. You, you just are. Devin Booker and Chris Paul were at the Waste Management, Waste Management Golf event. That was happening the same weekend this weekend. There was a lot of things going on in Arizona this weekend. But guess where they were? They were all Scottsdale, North Arizona. They were all on that side of town. There wasn't much stuff cracking on the west side except the actual Super Bowl football game. That was it. Everybody was in Scottsdale. Everybody was at parties and bars and cracking and, and, and living it up. Bottles and stuff. Nobody was on the west side doing that stuff. Man, it was zero traffic on this side of town on Saturday. Zero. There was zero traffic on Sunday. Zero. I thought the freeway was going to be out of control. I thought the streets were going to be packed. It was nothing. It wasn't cracking on this side of town. Maybe on that side of town. Even when we went to Scottsdale to have dinner that night, it wasn't that cracking. It was mainly waste management people that were surrounding us in this restaurant. But other than that, smooth sailing. There were times, not even joking, not even exaggerating, I was the only car on the freeway. No joke. On the 101, I was, like, scared. Like, oh, shoot, is the freeway closed and I accidentally got on it? Oh, shoot, there goes some headlights. Cool. Um, another thing too, that I really appreciated. Let me tell you something. We've talked about StockX a lot of times on this podcast. We really have. Um, and most of it has been bad. Some good, some bad. We use StockX for various reasons on this podcast for prices. Um, when we do the sneaker draft, when we do, um, you know, sneaker awards, when we do a lot of these things, we use StockX pricing and website to get a lot of that information. Um, to be able to provide you guys with like some type of uh, knowledgeable content, I guess, price-wise. Um, StockX, StockX has become that template for prices, good or bad. Um, StockX was in the building. Now, I don't know if StockX has attended sneaker cons or anything like that in the past. I have no idea. But I appreciated StockX being in the building for this because StockX is a very important part of sneaker culture. I mean, it's in the top five, maybe top three most important parts of sneaker culture. That's no joke. 
If you had to make a top 10 list, which maybe I may have to do that, a top 10 of the most important things and aspect in sneaker culture to this day, StockX is probably in the top three. It was good to see them. It was good to see employees walking around with various different types of StockX shirt on. They had a table in there where they were authenticating sneakers and stuff like that. Looked like they were answering questions. They were just present. The one thing that I always gave StockX a hard time was is that they would absorb and take so much bad press on social media, so much a beating on social media, but nobody would be the face person or in the front to say something. Nobody would say something. It was always hiding behind DMs and hiding behind emails, hiding behind customer support. That isn't enough for sneakerheads. Sneakerheads need that, hey, buddy, we're sorry, man. We apologize for that. Like They need that coddling and they need that attention because it makes them appreciate it that much more. One of the bigger things that sneakerheads would complain about for years was like walking into a store and nobody saying nothing to them. Sneakerheads are very sensitive, emotional people. A sneakerhead would go, yo, I really love that shot because when I walked in, yo, they chopped it up with me. That's all, that's all they got to do. And sneakerheads would be like, love them, ride or die for them. I've talked about ways that a lot of brands can improve their status with sneakerheads and in the streets by doing these tiny things. I'm talking about these tiny things, but I'm over telling how I'm over giving away these free tips and advices. You're going to have to reach out to me. Adidas, eight free hours a week, pro bono work. We could discuss marketing. We could dis discuss ideas. We could discuss design. We could discuss tactics. But I appreciate it, StockX at the building. StockX needs to show his face more and be more in the community and be in touch with stuff like that. I think they have a lot of new things going on that they're probably going to start talking about or rolling out in a little while or at least sometime this year or in the future. And they need to realize how important they are to sneaker culture, how much they matter to it. All we really want and all sneakerheads really want is to actually feel like somebody cares and that we're just we're as the consumer, us, the person are just as important as our money. That's it. Um, now Adidas, let me talk about Adidas. Now I'm going to talk about Adidas in this sense, right? Hope the camera can see me. The camera see me. Let me talk about it to this. Okay. A lot of Adidas things I got to talk about today just to understand and make the point that I was trying to make last episode. Okay. Now, some of y'all may not have wanted to hear about that heated soul experience of mine, but look, it is what it is. What I provided about heated soul summit experience is pretty much the template of how a lot of people feel at SneakerCon and a lot of other events. That's cool. But there are ways to still improve this stuff. There are ways to still make this stuff better. Um, and like I said, great event. I'm, I'm going to go next year or later this year when they have another one. Like, I'm going to always go to these and always support these. Um... But I will tell them, stay in these independent venues. Don't go back to that Arizona Mills in the mall stuff. That stuff sucked. Um, I wore Tahita Soul Summit, my Adidas Human Race. I think they're Human Race. I don't know. NMD Pharrell with the animal print, the orange pair to this event. Now, when I go to these events, I always 
always, 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 always either make sure I, I make sure I wear something that I know nobody else is going to be wearing in there every single time. I don't mean I'm like, yo, I'm going to pull something up from the 80s or the 90s. I don't mean that. I just mean that something that I thought was fire that I think no one else thought was fire or slept on it. I go for that. The last time I went to Heated Soul Summit, I wore my Kennedys, New Balance Kennedys. Then the sneaker con came here. Shout out to the homie Skate. We kicked it for that entire weekend. I wore Adidas Sechonas, the blue pair, human race. And then for Heat of Soul Summit, I wore these Adidas NMDs. Um, there were, it was me and one other guy wearing Adidas in the entire building. And I'm not including the three, four pair of Wave Runners I saw, maybe two pair of Zebras, and a couple of black red Yeezy 350s. I saw maybe two black red Yeezy 350s. I saw maybe two or three Zebras. I saw maybe two, three, four Wave Runners and, and Yeezys. That's it in Yeezys. Not saying there were more in there. That's all I saw. So one guy was wearing these, like, I don't know, looks like a collaboration or some type of custom he did to some uh, superstar shell toe Adidas, and it was just me. I know for a 150,000% fact, people seeing those on my feet made them go, oh, your joints is kind of fire. Them joints is kind of nice. They look a lot better than I thought they did. Yo, them joints kind of crazy, kind of making me thinking if I need a pair. But see, Adidas doesn't understand that. The consumer doesn't understand that either. You're so enthralled in what you're used to that you don't have the guts to try something different. Now, I was very fortunate to get those for a great price because, you know, I somebody returned them to the outlet. The outlet had 50% off. I had another discount off. I got them joints for cheap because retail on them are like $180,200. I ended up paying like $80. But guess what? People need to understand at Adidas, that price point is a major issue for a lot of their stuff. You can't say a lot of Adidas stuff sucks. It's just too expensive. It's too expensive for the little attention that it garners on the streets. Sorry, we're sneakerheads. When it comes to what we wear, attention is sort of what we're looking for. You could act like that sneakerhead, like, no, no, I just like to wear what I like to wear. I hate. You didn't just pull out your uh, OG 92 infrared sixes just because they really, really like them. Nah, you pulled them out because you wanted somebody to notice them. Sorry, you did. It's okay. I do it. You do it. He does it. She does it. We all do it. It's okay. It's okay to admit that, sneakerhead. It's okay that you legit want people to go, them is crazy. Them is fire. That's when sneaker culture used to be better. When people had the guts to go, hey, them is crazy. Oh, and shout out to everybody at, at Heat of Soul Summit that, you know, came up to me and told me they love the show. And, you know, the show gets them through the work week. And, you know, they appreciate it. And people are coming up telling me, yo, keep doing it. Don't stop it and all that stuff. Um, I appreciate that. And like I said, I appreciate all the homies that I, that I mentioned earlier, you know, talking about wanting to come on the show and stuff like that. And, you know, it makes you feel good a little bit. It makes you want to keep it going. But. You know, we'll see. Um, but that's the thing. Like I said, when I talk about Adidas in the streets, 
you have a full sneaker event that probably anywhere had anywhere from 2,000 to 4,000 people that walked through there at some point, and you only see that small amount of Adidas is insane. There was two vendors, two, 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 that were selling, um, uh, you know, no, I'm sorry, three that were selling Adidas, that had Adidas on their table, not selling, had Adidas on the table. One table had the new ver that new Sean Witherspoon model. I think it's, a, it's an old model, but the Sean Witherspoon version, the pink on it. One table had the OG Red Human Race, which I was going to buy those. I, I thought about it, but they had them way too high for the condition they were in. Another guy had the Holly uh, Human Race pack. They had the variation tie-dye colors on the Human Race model with the trail bottom. Um, wasn't my size. Um, but those are the only tables that I saw had stuff like that. I think a couple people had maybe like... Some of those Adidas, South Park items. That's it. But guess what? No, nobody checking for that stuff. Everybody had specific Nike, Jordan things that they were looking for at these events. Um, and that goes back to what I was going to... That goes sort of into the Adidas conversation that I had last episode in which, you know, a lot of people completely understood it. They were very receptive of it. But I want to make something clear about it. If you listen to this podcast, really listen to this podcast, you know how much I love Adidas. There are people that work at Adidas that know how much I love Adidas. I think Adidas clothing is better than Nike's. I think it looks better. I think it fits better. That's facts to me. You don't got to agree with that. I'm talking about me. I buy Adidas sneakers and stuff regularly. I go on Adidas website to see what's on there so that I could cop. I got Boost Leaks notification on and stuff like that just to see like, you know, what's going to sell this week. I love Adidas. I think Adidas, to me, is better for sneakers to wear casually. Now, the, the point that I was trying to make about Adidas last week was just more or less the, um, it, 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 it's, it, it's partly the brand and it's partly the people, uh, the endorsers, the athletes, the entertainers that are involved with it. It's partly their fault as well. Um. And I'm going to talk about Kanye a bit, but I, and I'm going to include Kanye with this, but I, I want people to understand that it's not Adidas not putting forth the effort. It's just not doing homework of your effort. Like Adidas efforts are presented in still the idea form. It's a great idea, but you have to do your homework in it to really understand, are you going to gain something from this? What Adidas wants to do when they sign an athlete, when they, you know, decide to, you know, sign an endorsement deal with a celebrity or anybody like that or a collaboration deal, it has to benefit the brand as a whole. So when I say Adidas puts forth the effort, they do. They just don't do the homework. You got to do the homework. Now, let me give this down because I even thought about a few more things when I gave the breakdown last time. Let me give a breakdown of Adidas athletes. And this isn't all of them versus Nike athletes. And this is, isn't all of them, okay? And I want you to just think about the difference between the athletes. And I'm talking about on all levels. I'm talking about their impact in their sports and their outside personality. Here's the Adidas athletes first. I'm going to start with the two-time Super Bowl and the two-time Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. There are a lot of people that have no idea that Patrick Holmes is an Adidas athlete 
a ton. Has his own logo, own line of clothes, own sneaker, everything. Own cleats. He has it all. This is arguably a top five quarterback all time already at year six. He's been playing in the year, the league six years and has had the greatest start to a career in NFL history at, at the quarterback position. I'm just talking about right now. Six years, three Super Bowl appearances, never played in anything less than the conference championship and won two Super Bowls out of your three you've been to and two, two Super Bowl MVPs and two league MVPs. It's the greatest start to a, a professional career of all time. But a lot of people have no idea. Mahomes' girlfriend and brother may be more popular and you know, I won't say that, sorry. Mahomes is more popular than them, but personality-wise, no, I don't know a thing about Mahomes. He's a great guy, nice guy. I don't know. Every once in a while, you get a hint of his views and what he says like that, but he's not somebody that has an impact on the culture. And I don't mean sneaker culture. I just mean the culture as a whole. Messi. Messi is just the GOAT. The greatest soccer player of all time. You can argue other people if you want to. That's fine. But Messi is the greatest soccer player of all time. Adidas has him. Maybe that's a big thing overseas. You know, Europe, Argentina, everywhere else with regards to, you know, Messi being an Adidas athlete. And maybe they're, you know, I think obviously Adidas kills it in soccer. They're number one in soccer. But I'm talking about here when it comes to in comparison of like what Adidas wants when it comes to solidifying their self and the culture and cool. Adidas will always be number two to Nike. But the problem with Adidas is, is that, you know, I'll get to that a little bit later. James Harden. James Harden is his beard may be more popular than him. He's been on the Thunder. He's been on the Rockets, he's been on the Nets, and now he's on the Sixers. Out of all those teams he's been on, he's been to the uh, NBA Finals one time, and that was when he played alongside Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, and they lost to LeBron James in that Finals. Um, he gets made fun of for wanting to be in strip clubs all the time and hanging out with a little baby. I don't know what James Harden, like I don't, uh, James Harden isn't one of those people that I view as influential. He's not. Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard is a stand-up guy, but Dame Lillard's game is 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 phenomenal. But he's in Portland now. Adidas is in Portland, but when you're in those North Northwest, and I love the Northwest. I lived in Oregon for a long time, and I love the Blazers. I have a connection with the Blazers. Those are like forgotten states. Like, there are certain states in this country that if I said, like, yo, give me, name as many of the 50 states that you could name. Oregon, Washington, New Hampshire, Vermont, um, a lot of those, you know, West Virginia, you know, a lot of those states, you know, are considered some of the forgotten ones. You'd be like, oh, shoot, New Hampshire. Oh, shoot, Connecticut. Oh, you don't think about those states and areas like that. When you're stuck in Blazerland, I'm sorry, Portland, and you're on the Trailblazers, and everyone's more angry at the fact that you won't leave that team. Awesome. You're a stand-up guy. We appreciate it. Cool. But, man, we want to see you win. It's like Dame Lillard is almost like the mascot for Adidas. We want to see more from you, but do you want to see more? 
Trey Young. Look, man, he's in Atlanta. Atlanta is, whew, you got to get to Atlanta. It, 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 it is, as, as, a, as a black person, it is just glorious to see a lot of people that look like you in power and stuff like that and make decisions. They're police officers, they're bankers, they're firemen. They like, you know, I was joking with the homie this week and he said he'd never been to Atlanta. And I said, when you in Atlanta and you see like, you know, another race, you'll be like, hey, look at that. That's how black Atlanta is. It is dope out there. Great market. Trey Young is on the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks is one of the teams that don't nobody care to watch. That's, it's been that way since Mookie Blaylock. It's been that way since Dominique Wilkins. Like, the Atlanta Hawks has always been one of those teams like, eh. Now, if the Hawks are playing Jordan back in the day, cool. Hawks are playing, you know, somebody else you want to watch, cool. But, Lord, have mercy. I remember those playoffs. That first round would be Atlanta Hawks versus the Detroit Pistons. My God. It used to come on TBS at, like, 4.30 in the day. By the time you got home from school or something, it was already the second quarter. Then you got Donovan Mitchell on the Cavaliers. He was in Utah. Two small market teams. Donovan Mitchell's a great basketball player, but you're on two small market teams. Um, then you got Derrick Rose, who was probably, shoot, probably Adidas' greatest athlete, if you want to exclude Kobe Bryant. And, you know, obviously injury took him out. Explosive. Um, and that's it for the athletes. Nike. On the Nike side, you got LeBron James. All done. And what I mean by all done is, is that like LeBron James himself destroys that list on the other side. I'm talking about impact in the game. I'm talking about personality and Mahomes and him and Messi, you know. <laughs> but I'm talking about all the additional things that they provide to their cultures. Personality, influence, outside. Like LeBron James got an, hey, LeBron James at the Super Bowl. Like they have impact in these areas. Like And Nike has KD, Giannis, Serena, the greatest tennis player of all time. You can say woman if you want to. To me, greatest tennis player of all time. You got Mbappe with soccer. You got Paul George. You got Jordan, but I'm not going to include Jordan in this because Jordan is like sort of his own upper echelon. It's like Kanye with Adidas. Uh, Tiger Woods, John Morant, Roland, uh, Ronaldo. You got Devin Booker. You got some other ones. The Adidas, the Nike athletes blow Adidas athletes out the water. There may be one or two Adidas athletes that accolades and stuff like that blow everybody else in the at Nike out of the water, but it doesn't matter because it, it, this isn't it. Now, I want you to listen to this. All right, uh, this is their additional like celebrity entertainer endorser athlete signees signature people whatever you want to call them. Right, I'm gonna go with the Nike side first. Right, no, no, no. I'm gonna go with the Adidas side first. Okay, and I'm gonna include Kanye on this only because of like rumors that are circulating right now and the impact Kanye has. But I'm gonna include Kanye on this. All right, so we'll go Kanye. I mean, that's just we got Kanye. Beyonce, Pharrell, Bad Bunny, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, Kylie Jenner, not anymore, Jonah Hill, not anymore, I don't know, not even, and there's a few more celebrity things that I view aren't on the tier of these ones, but that's enough right there, and my whole thing with the last episode was that Adidas is only sitting at like 28 million followers on Instagram, huh, how was that possible? Now, celebs, Drake side, I mean, I'm sorry, Nike side, <laughs> Drake and Travis Scott. 
that's pretty much it for the Nike side of celebrity, entertainer, influence, Nike signed people. Drake and Travis Scott. That that's pretty much it. Um now this is where I say Nike Adidas effort is there. They just don't put the homework into it. Let's talk like let's talk Beyonce for a second. Beyonce is transcended everything. Like she's legit the queen. Now I I, I don't I, I would love to think. I'm pretty confident she's does. I'd be willing to bet my bet everything I own that she does. I'm pretty sure she has a great personality. I'm sure she's a great person to talk to. I'm sure she's all of the above. The problem is is that she's on the level of like the Queen of England. Like, I was just sitting there just, like, thinking. I was just, like, thinking. I was, like, I've never seen, like, even, like, a picture or a video of anything of, like, Beyonce, like, just driving a car. Now, she's filthy rich and everything. And, you know, I think if I was that rich and stuff, I wouldn't drive a car either. But every once in a while, you'll see some people just drive a car. I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Beyonce behind the steering wheel. Beyonce does a lot of philanthropy philanthropy, and a lot of donating to special causes and speaks up on special causes like that. But like she's not out in the streets like a lot of other people. She's not facing controversy, controversy head on. Like, you'll catch a LeBron James or somebody on CNN or, or a quote that they said on as the number one topic on, on the news. LeBron James says something, and it's like the number one topic in, on, on your worldwide news networks. I don't see that. From, not saying that that makes it, but that's the point I'm trying to make is that, like, Beyonce is almost like a, um, shoot, like a figment of our imagination. We know she's there. But it's like, she's untouchable. Pharrell is sort of the same way. Pharrell isn't out here. Pharrell is a fashion icon and stuff like that and a musical genius icon and all that. But like, Pharrell isn't out here in the street. I don't know Pharrell's views on social justice. I don't even know. I don't know if, if Pharrell roots for the Lakers. I, I, never, I don't see Pharrell sitting courtside or at the Super Bowl. Like, I don't see these people, you know what I mean? You'll see a Beyonce every once in a while, courtside with Jay-Z somewhere and stuff like that. That's cool. It's like it's like seeing a unicorn, you know what I mean? Like, you don't see, like, a Pharrell out here. You just don't. That's what I'm talking about, the homework. Then you got, like, a Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny is, a, is, a, is that guy, supposedly. But I'm pretty confident you ask a lot of people here, especially people that are into sneakers and, and fashion and culture and stuff like that. I don't know how many people I met. Maybe it's just me. I don't know a single Bad Bunny song. Now, maybe if you play me, maybe his most popular song, maybe I go like, oh, I think I heard that before somewhere. I couldn't tell you a Bad Bunny song if I, if I, if, if somebody came here and said, if you don't give me the name of a Bad Bunny song and you will die, you know, make, make me a dope t-shirt, you know, at the pearly gates, because I don't know one Bad Bunny song. I don't know a Bad Bunny cadence. I don't know a Bad Bunny beat. But Bad Bunny is with Adidas and a Bad Bunny, a Bad Bunny following in concert is is like everything to, to, to people. 
and Beyonce, same thing, which I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more. But that could be a language thing. He's, you know, English isn't his first language, so we really don't know his views on a lot of stuff. He's also a representative of, of another country and region, not the United States. Um, and that could be a thing. That's just not doing your homework. How much of an effect is a bad bunny sneaker going to have on the culture or, or anybody? You know what I mean? And then you got others like Donald Glover, etc. These are all, all these that I named down here, I'm pretty confident they have a bigger following on social media than Adidas itself. I, I'm pretty confident. I didn't look it up. I think every single one of them have more followers than Adidas does. Let's talk Kanye, right? It's the do your homework thing. You took a risk with Kanye. You took a risk and said, all right, cool, you leave Nike. Let's just turn this company around and bring Kanye in with Adidas. Let's give him a little bit more power than he had with Nike. And let's understand that and, like, really, you know, stroke that ego and, and make him feel like a trillion bucks and whatever. Let's do our best to try to keep him. Let's come on, keep him, you know, under wraps. And do and, and then he figures out how to burst all that. He, he can. He has that person. It's your homework. It's your risk. It's your understanding of that. You took a risk and it paid off greatly, but at the very end, it also uh, ultimately sunk you guys in the streets. It really did. It almost made you guys a meme and laughing matter right now because that that person had that much value in your company, and it, and it's showing. And I'm gonna talk to, about the Kanye thing a little bit later as well. Um, and then, like, fashion-wise, even when you go down to the fashion aspect of Adidas collaboration, fashion collaborations, and I think pretty much exclusive fashion collaborations, I think all of these I'm going to name are all exclusive except some of the ones on Nike. You have to really understand the fashion side, their, their collaboration exclusives. Um, Adidas is putting forth super-duper major effort in competing with that collaboration thing, but it's literally the other side of the railroad tracks with what Nike is doing with their collaborations with other brands versus what Adidas is doing. Let me give you the rundown of Adidas, I think exclusive, collaboration deals with Adidas. Gucci, Prada, Balenciaga, Stella McCartney, Human Made, Noah, Ivy Park, Sean Wetherspoon, and Fear of God, I think. Let's go to the Nike side real quick. Nike's fashion collaboration design union. And I don't know if it's I don't know if a union and that is exclusive, but a union makes Jordans, and I think they still make Vans and other things as well. But their Jordans and stuff like that have had major impact on the culture. Ama Menier. Ama Menier used to make Ultra Boost um, and other things as well. Now they just all make Nike and Jordan stuff. Undefeated. Undefeated is like one of those freelancing ones they can do. Adidas, they could do. Vans, they could do. Whatever they want to do. But when Undefeated has the option, <laughs> has the opportunity to make some of the rarest sneakers in the existence. They have sneakers that exist that people have never seen before and some will never see in their entire lives. But they get to use a Kobe Bryant, a Kobe model. They get to use Jordan models. Like undefeated, really, un, uh, uh, Air Force Ones, Dunks. Undefeated really gets to do whatever they want. And they have a, a plethora of things to choose from. 
Some of the undefeated Kobe's are better than a lot of the other Kobe's that exist. And then you have stuff like, uh, shoot, what is this? Off-White, sorry, <laughs> stuff like this. Then you got Off-White. Off-White has his own line of Off-White stuff, which is their luxury brand, the luxury line and stuff like that. Shout out to Virgil, rest in peace. And then you got Nike Off-White. Nike Off-White is legit the, like, change the game. Now let's go back to the Adidas side. Adidas side has collaborations with Gucci, Prada, Balenciaga, Stella McCartney, whatnot. I'm going to go with the Gucci, Prada, Balenciaga. Look, some of that stuff is dope. Not going to lie to you. I like a lot of it. Problem is, is that we're talking about Adidas with Gucci. They missed the mark on it because I I looked at a collaboration like an Adidas with Gucci and a Prada with Adidas as not rich people getting to say they got Adidas in Prada, but regular people getting to have Adidas with Prada. Does that make sense? Like I thought a Samba Gucci would be 350 not 800 I thought it would be like, man, for those who love Adidas, you get the opportunity to have some Gucci in your collection without paying that super duper huge Gucci price. I thought Adidas collaboration with Gucci would be expensive, but less expensive than Gucci. No, Adidas is now if you buy Gucci regular, you get to have Adidas on your Gucci now. So it's like $800. You're like, wait a minute. I, what? That sucks. That, that sucks. It shouldn't be that way. See, when Union and Ama Manier and them do their collaborations, and when I say the other side of the railroad tracks, it's like uh, Nike's is for the streets and Adidas is for the high fashion world. A Jordan 4, Jordan 1, and all that stuff, price is sure. It's a collaboration. A Jordan 1, maybe 180 regular, and the collaboration with Union makes it 225 or something. I don't, that's not an accurate price, but you get what I'm saying. And Ama Manier, Jordan 4, maybe... 250 a regular Jordan 4 is like 220 210 you see what I'm saying it, it, it's not like a, an Amamanier Jordan 4 is 500 now you can go the Louis and Off-White and stuff like that but no guess what an Off-White an Off-White Air Force 1 is is 200 maybe I don't know the price 180 one say I don't know the price an Off-White Air Force 1 isn't 500 700 dollars off-white Nike Air Force Ones are cheaper than off-white sneakers at Nordstrom and off-white stores. There's a difference. This is what I'm talking about with Adidas putting forth the effort but not doing the homework. And Adidas and Prada and all that stuff, I'm sure it had a splash amongst that community of a different tax bracket. I'm sure it did. They're probably somebody that's like, oh, well, he doesn't know. We sold a lot. That's cool. But if I have to go, if I'm going to only see your Gucci Sambas, if I go have dinner at, uh, you know, Ocean Prime or, or Maestro's, if that's, is that the only place I could see your Adidas collaboration? I can't see that joint at the, on the streets, you know, somebody just chill. It, it, it doesn't matter to me. Like, some of this stuff that you'll never see is almost like equivalent. This is just my equivalent. I'm just podcasting. It's like going to space. I know it's up there. I know space exists, but guess what? I ain't going. I don't have the opportunity to. I don't have the chance to. I can't afford it. I can't go to space. I know Adidas uh, Balenciagas exist. They somewhere up in North Scottsdale, somewhere. They're not over here on the south side. They're on the west side. But I, I know they exist, but I ain't going to look at them. 
unless I go to the Balmain store, I mean the Balenciaga store, or I go to Nordstrom's and stuff like that, and that's like, hey, once in a while, you you, you have to understand what I'm saying here, okay? Um, I don't even know if I mentioned Sean Withers, like, they, they have these collaborations, these things they're really trying. They're putting forth the effort to try. They're just not doing their homework. They have to really look into this stuff. So let's talk about Ivy Park right now, okay? Uh, and, and that's my sort of breakdown on, like, the what I was trying to explain with, like, Adidas and Nike. Nike is the upper echelon when it comes to because they do their homework. They do their research. Let me see something. Hold on. Let me go back to the... Adidas athlete, and there's more. Okay, eh. they got two NBA All Stars. I think Donovan Mitchell's an All Star, and uh, Dame is an All Star. They got two NBA All Stars. Uh, Nike's All Stars. Uh, Giannis is one. LeBron is one. KD is one. Paul George is one. Moran is. <laughs> but that's what I'm just trying to say. Like I'm saying. Adidas has everything they need. They have the tools. They have the stuff. They just don't put do their homework right. But I could do it. I could give you eight hours. I could give you 8.5 hours free pro bono throughout the week. I can, Adidas. Not just me. A few other people can. Shoot, you could just pay me in Adidas sneakers. I'd be okay for that, that eight hours. Now, once the year is up and we get our evaluation, I'll be looking for compensation. Let's talk Ivy Park. That was big news this weekend, right? Ivy Park is costing Adidas over $200 million because it's um, it's missing its sale marks, right? I told a few people this weekend who sent me that picture. Obviously, a lot of people send this stuff, and I appreciate every single one of you. One of the things about having a sneaker podcast is, is that I don't have to make the news. Not all the time. Me and George have come up with creative ways, you know, to talk about stuff. Our own opinions and takes have created topics within themselves. But, like, when it ultimately comes down to sneaker news, that's just made by the companies. That's made by the brands. That's made by the people. That's made by sneakerheads within themselves. Um I'm pretty confident Beyonce has nothing to do with Ivy Park. Pretty, I'm pretty confident. Um, this goes back to the allure of Beyonce. Um, if it's not in the Adidas ads or the additional or the uh, uh, the Adidas commercials on television, if it's not on the Adidas website, if it's not a photo shoot, I can't think of a time just seeing a Beyonce just walk down the street. Like, you would get footage of a Kanye and a, a Kim Kardashian walking into the ice cream shop to buy ice cream and you could see what they're wearing. I don't have, I don't, I can't think of right now any recollection of like Beyonce just going down the street to Cold Stone with Blue to go and get some ice cream and, you know, obviously paparazzi. I don't have, I don't, I don't have any of that. I know it will be mass hysteria and mayhem, but I don't have any of that. I don't have any Beyonce walking down the street wearing adidas ultra boost ivy parks or ivy park slides or or ivy park trench coats or ivy ivy park sports bras like i have no idea not saying that she's not i don't have any proof or footage of it i got nothing Every once in a while, the paparazzi will catch a Kardashian or catch a Reese Witherspoon or these celebrities, you know, oh, ran into Reese Witherspoon working out at the local L.A. Fitness today. Oh, 
I don't got a Beyonce. Now, these are upper, these are filthy rich people. They, they come to Beyonce's house and works out. But you know what I mean? I don't have that. Beyonce says a concert is, is coming soon. And you really have to think about, there are two things that you got to think about when it comes to a Beyonce concert. Are you going to really put forth the effort and understanding that you're going to be spending a lot of that, that paper? If you think you have a great shot at getting Adidas, I mean, a Beyonce concert tickets at face value, your, 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 your imagination is phenomenal. You could, but don't go into it thinking it. You go into a Beyonce coming in town concert thinking, oh yeah, I'm gonna spend about a thousand a ticket. You just, just go into it thinking that because then if you happen to not have to pay that much, it feels that much greater. Don't go into it thinking I'm going to get an, a, a Beyonce concert ticket at face value and then be devastated when you don't. Don't go into it. Already go into it like I got 2000 put to the side so I could pay $1,000 a ticket. Oh, man, that's great. I was able to get them for 300 a ticket. Man, wasn't expecting that. Awesome. Go into it that way. The... The way in a, a, a Beyonce concert garnishes attention, news media attention, social media attention, memes, skits, etc., etc., think pieces, podcast topics. A Beyonce concert legit has a, 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 a has a reactionary element. In all aspects of culture, when a Beyonce concert is dropping, why doesn't Ivy Park Adidas clothing have the same impact? It's the effort is there, Adidas, but the homework isn't there. Somebody isn't or needs to go, what? Why here? but not even remotely close to here. You willing to do anything you possibly can to get these Beyonce tickets, but you'll scoff at the Beyonce clothing. I am pretty confident Beyonce has zero to do with it. She just gets paid from it. I don't think Beyonce approves anything. I don't think Beyonce provides any design ideas. Now, I know somebody's going to hit me up. Yo, she's not the director. She ain't the fashion director. She ain't that. But you know what? If I'm Beyonce, I would want to look at the stuff that's going out there and say, no, 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 no. I don't like that. I don't, I don't want my name tied to that because ain't nobody going to buy that. That sucks. No, 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 no. We ain't making that that trench coat. It's cool, but we're not making that because I don't want my name to that because ain't nobody buying that. I don't think she does. I have never, and I think a lot of women too. No one's ever looked at Beyonce as like a fashion icon. I haven't. I think when it's like red carpet, gala, these major fine gown events, yes. But the Adidas isn't selling high fashion gowns. They're selling sports bras and leggings and t-shirts and hoop shorts. They never, fam, 
a picture of Beyonce wearing hoop shorts would probably be worth about a good $500,000 on the market. I'm pretty confident if you find a picture of Beyonce in hoop shorts, a current picture of Beyonce wearing hoop shorts, I'm pretty confident TMZ would give you about 200000 for it. I'm confident. Ivy Park, it just isn't it. It's not it. And if Ivy Park never came back, it wouldn't be missed. I'm pretty sure you go to this um you go to this uh Beyonce concert, I'm pretty sure more people would be dressed up. And what I mean by dressed up is like dresses and men wearing dress shoes and like a bun down than you would see them wearing uh, Ivy Park t-shirts and stuff. I like a Beyonce concert is an event. You go to you go watch Drake wearing your t-shirt and and, and 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 your dope t-shirt and your dope sneakers and stuff like that. There's gonna be way more Nike in a in a in a Beyonce concert than there is. Like I'm like shoot, if they really wanted to flip the game, boy, they should drop Ivy Park product and you get a ticket. You get an access code straight to tickets for concerts. You really should. Once you add Ivy Park to cart and check out, it should send you a link where you can select what state you're in and you get a direct shot at getting tickets first. You really should. I guarantee it. Boy, Ivy Park would fly off the shelf. Ivy Park can't even sell out the socks. People love just buying socks. They're usually the most affordable thing in a collection drop. 25 bucks, 35 bucks. You get like two pair, three pair. People don't even want the socks anymore blessings adidas it's not your effort it's the homework let's talk about the rumors and these are staying as rumors i'm not gonna sit here and act like it's a possibility i'm not gonna sit there it's a rumor it's a rumor that adidas and kanye could be coming back together everyone is fully aware about you know adidas saying they got all this inventory of yeezy stuff they can't sell obviously all the money that adidas has lost or gonna lose based on kanye not being a part of the brand anymore everyone is fully aware right here's the thing um man okay let's just talk about kanye with himself and understanding kanye with brands and, and stuff like that just from the the the, the get-go Right. Um, the one thing that it's just never been understood with Kanye is how he can come into a company and like basically demand you give it to him. It's insane. Like imagine if you started your own brand. And you said, hey, man, I really like you, man. You got real style as an influencer. You know, hey, we'll pay you some money to wear our brand and stuff like that and support it. And, you know, you could design your own collaboration and stuff like that. Cool. And then you try to and that person tries to demand your company from you and stock and ownership. That's insane. That is like ego and arrogance on a level that can't even be measured by any psychologist. I'm not saying that you can measure that. But I'm just saying that, like, that's a, that's a, a, a Kanye with a, a real psychologist. I'm pretty confident he would stump and baffle a real clinical psychologist. I do. People say, yo, he needs therapy. Nah, I don't think. I think he actually needs 
you know, whomever you believe is the creator of this planet. That's the only person that can talk any sense into him. Let's just say that they get back together. Let's say that this works. Let's say that the Adidas is willing to say, all right, you know, ain't nobody seem to be tripping off the stuff you said anymore. It seems to be old news now. You seem to be kind of low-key now. We're willing to revisit this. You revisit this with Kanye, you're going to have to give him ownership. Sorry. If Kanye in this month is able to get his way and finesse his way back into Adidas and get a bag from a huge brand like Adidas after everything he's done, the embarrassment and put them through, this would be the greatest black history month of all time. That is no joke. This would go down in history. That means any celebrity from this point on, you can't tell them nothing. Oh, get money in it. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, you can't tell no one nothing if you're willing to allow all of that that he did, all of that that he said, slide. In less than a year. If you're willing to even meet with Kanye, you better come to the table with Kanye and say, you're the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Adidas is nothing without you. Here's 30% of the company. All the stakeholders and owners have given up uh, uh, a percentage of their ownership. Here's here's. 30% of the company, and that's a large number, but I'm just giving you an example here. I'm just podcasting. Like, relax. I'm just podcasting. You're going to have to. Because you'd be in desperate mode. Like, your brand would take a major hit. I'm talking about it, it, publicly, socially. There would probably be other big businesses that would be super mad that you did that. Because they're not the only ones who have taken that strong stance and have gotten rid of athletes, celebrities, and anybody for doing dumb stuff and being dropped. Because guess what? Nike may as well go back to Kyrie and be like, hey, man, look. I mean, what you thinking? You know, you up? Because Kanye's stuff was way worse than Kyrie's stuff to me. And if Kanye could finesse himself back in Adidas and get that bag again, Lord have mercy. A brand might as well just never, ever drop anybody for doing anything crazy. It, it, it would legit be historic and flip a lot of things upside down. I'm pretty confident other brands would reach out to Adidas, even Nike, anybody, and say, don't do it. You would be ruining it for all of us. Kanye right now is at the top, tippity top, top, top. You know, he's in the top five of things that a person has done to lose their brand endorsement. A Nike, um, Apple, uh, you know, Google, whomever, all these other big brands that have dropped people for doing heinous, saying stupid things, being ridiculous, getting arrested, drugs, domestic violence and whatnot. And not trying to measure the equality between any of these heinous acts. I'm just saying 
NFL, all these brands would have to reach out to Adidas and say, no. Because by you doing that, it's gonna have to, it's gonna make us do that. We're gonna suffer publicly even more if we get rid of said athlete for saying said thing. I'm leaving this as a rumor. I don't believe it. I don't wanna believe it. But I will tell you this if Kanye West somehow gets himself back in Adidas and gets that bag again, gets that paper. It's that Gouda. Greatest black history of all time to me. Uh, I'm pretty much done with this. Look, I want to talk about Band LA. I want to talk about urban necessities. I want to talk a little bit about stadium goods. Um, and, you know, so many people have messaged me all the urban necessity stuff, all the band LA stuff. I watched the video of the owner of band LA or whoever he is, the band LA. And I've seen that guy a bunch of times at like sneaker events and stuff like that. Like he's heavy out there. Know nothing about him. Okay. And this isn't me trying to take jabs at them or nothing like that. See, I know when I repost stuff and people see these names of people that like we've had issue with in the past, I'm not trying to attack these people because if once one I don't know how much any of this stuff is true. The band LA stuff is obviously more truer than the urban necessity stuff. As of right now, I don't know the urban necessity stuff. Okay. I really don't. Okay. I believe it, but I don't know if it's true or not. I believe it. I'm not telling you to believe it. Allegedly, he's not paying consigners. Allegedly, he's not living up to any of these deals that he signed. Whatever. Band LA isn't paying um former employees they aren't paying their bills they aren't paying their consignments that's what i've been told and view as facts this is coming from correspondence people have had with them this is coming from social media this is coming from facebook this is coming from uh the owner himself you know posting a video and things like that this is the thing that people got to realize. Arizona had its own issue with stuff like this with pound for pound, right? Pound for pound, then I think another company called Soul Assassins, right? You have to really understand, like, the sneakers within themselves. People love to sit there and try to say, you know, sneakers are what they are, but people really do not understand. How, I mean, good Lord, we just saw a trailer for a Michael Jordan, how Nike got Michael Jordan with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I mean, and Viola Davis. My God. I didn't think a Jordan signing with Nike brand would garnish those names in in acting. Shout out to Marlon Wayans too. I saw him in the trailer as well. I didn't think it would garnish those names in acting. That's how big sneakers are. That's how it, people really truly don't fully understand how big sneakers are. They really don't. These individuals, these resale shops, these brands get accustomed to a lifestyle that they create for themselves that's really difficult to let go of and really difficult to put in perspective, okay? You got sneaker resellers, essentially started out as resellers, now got, you know, uh, brick and mortar shops have been selling a lot. You see these cats driving in 
and Ferraris and Lamborghinis and, and Bentleys and and like rubbing elbows with celebrities. When I started seeing sneaker resellers sitting courtside at Laker games, I knew it was a wrap. I knew it was a problem. Band LA, allegedly urban necessities, whatever their issues are. They're, I mean, it's Los Angeles and Vegas. Los Angeles and Vegas are in the top five, top 10, maybe even top three of to really feel important, you have to be somebody in those areas. When you become somebody in those areas in this country, you've made it. When when LeBron James hits you up, say he's looking for something, or when athletes come in town, they come to your shop and sign jerseys and cop, when they come just to see you, when your store has become a tourist destination, yo, headed to Vegas this weekend, definitely hitting up Urban Necessities. What about, you're not going to see uh, Penn & Teller, you know, Legends? You're not going to watch Usher? or any... Got to get to Urban Necessities. Crazy. Yo, I'm headed to LA this weekend. Yo, I'm going to hit a band LA. Crazy. You can get sucked in. Pause really quick. You find yourself being invited to red carpets and and being invited to day parties and and being invited to some of the biggest sports events ever and 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 backstage at concerts and you got these cats coming in your store spending a lot of money and posting you on a social media account and you become these personalities, you know, based off of everything you've accumulated from your hard work of what you've done in sneakers. It can get away from you quickly. Not saying that's what happened with these guys. I don't know. I'm just speaking off the rumors and discussions that have been happening on social media. Your costs of running these type of, I mean, Urban Necessities is in the forum in Caesar Palace, I believe. That property alone, that rental in that space, maybe he has an agreement, I don't know, has to be in the double-digit thousands in rent. Like, and I don't mean 10000 a month. I don't mean 20000 a month. He might pay 50000 plus a month to be in that space in Caesars Palace. No joke. I could be making that up. I don't know. But I would imagine it to be up there. We're talking about Caesars Palace. The forum shops. The forum shops are a destination spot. You go to Vegas, you're going to go hit the, forums, the forum shops. Period. Just walk around. The ambiance. It's lustrous. It's luxurious. Then you realize how poor you are and you leave. Um, L.A. L.A. is L.A. Like I said, man, 
I'm not going to sit here and bash these cats. Hope these cats get themselves together. You know, I saw Beard, Urban Necessities, 2J Kicks, Beard Man. I saw him here at the Super Bowl posting stuff at the Super Bowl or something. Somebody said, like, damn, he at the Super Bowl and not paying cats. Fam, that's none of my business. But we all know that that lifestyle can get away from you quick. Boy, you feel special. When you on a private jet. When I started seeing sneaker resellers taking private jets, fam, chill out. When we talk about pound for pound here in Arizona and stuff like that, let me tell you something. Pound for pound here is a legendary store and staple in Arizona sneaker culture. Good or bad. Good or bad. He was the first cat. The owner of Pound for Pound was the first person I ever seen wear off-white in person. I was like, oh, yeah, he's spending this money. Well, come to find out he was spending your money. But that's <laughs> neither here nor there. He became a local celebrity. That's facts. When you got PJ Tucker hitting you up personally, when you got these athletes and these entertainers hitting you up personally, you don't want to tell, uh, this is an example, you don't want to tell Offset hits you up, hey, you got these in a in a 13. You don't want to tell them you don't. You do got one in a 13, but it's a consignment. It's a, it's a consignment cat, but you went ahead and gave it to Offset for free. And you're not going to pay the consigner. The lifestyle can get away from you. Don't let the lifestyle of sneakers and stuff have you treating the culture bad. You will always just be revered and celebrated and appreciated by the people in the culture more. That's us, the consumers, the 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 tastemakers, the ones who provide opinions, the ones who spend the money. You will always be revered and held on a high pedestal by us more than you will by these cats that sell you a lifestyle that you can't be a part of. You can't be. You're just in sneakers. Man, get yourself a nice little luxury whip. That's cool. Get yourself a nice little house and stuff like that. You earned it. But you have to really look at the room you're in and go, should I be sitting courtside at Lakers? At at, at this Lakers game? On Christmas Day? Should I really be here courtside at Lakers Warriors on Christmas Day? Should I be sitting here? I sell sneakers. Am I doing too much? Let me get up and get out of here. I'm doing too much. Should I be at the NBA Finals courtside? And all I do is reset. Let me get out of here. I'm doing too much. Should my neck be shining just as much as it, I'm doing too much? Let me get out of here. I wish nothing but the best for Urban Necessities, Beard Face, and uh, Band L.A., Whatever him his name is, long hair, I don't know, giant rips and pants. That's all I know that guy by. He's some of the biggest ripped jeans I've ever seen in my entire life. I wish nothing but the best for them. But get yourselves together. Don't become a joke trying to do too much. I, I resell sneakers. Should I be buying a Phantom? 
I, I could afford it technically, but should I? <laughs> let me go ahead and let me go ahead and just get this nice little BMW 7 Series and just chill out for a second. Let me go ahead and just chill out for a second, man. Go ahead and get me a nice little Esca, Escalade and let me go ahead and relax for a minute, man, because I'm doing too much. I got the money, but I'm doing too much. It's a poison. The lifestyle's a poison. It's hard. If pound for pound couldn't get them, they, they got too big for themselves in the state of Arizona. I can't imagine what it's like to do it in Vegas or L.A. or New York. I can't even imagine that. The owner of Pound for Pound couldn't get himself together and handle his success and celebrity in the state of Arizona. He couldn't handle that. I can't imagine having a shop in Caesars Palace. Man, I think I'm the shite. I can't imagine having a premiere, one of the most famous band LA, famous staple reselling in the, in the game. I can't imagine. I can't imagine having LeBron James phone number or 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 other celebrities and athletes phone numbers just in case. I can't imagine it. But you have to rein it in. Don't hang out with people that you shouldn't that you can't afford to hang out with. That's like a rule of thumb. People will tell you that. Oh man, you know, I'm hanging out with you know, the Migos all weekend, you know, RIP takeoff. I'm hanging out with the Migos all weekend. They they spending thousands and thousands of dollars. So I feel like I got to spend thousands. You know you shouldn't be spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Because when you run in a sneaker resale consign, consignment type business, you spilling th spending thousands and thousands and thousands of our monies. The ones who put you up on that pedestal. The ones who sat there and, and gassed you up. The ones who put the battery in you. You spend an hour money. We made you a celebrity. That's how me and Beardman at Urban Necessities 2J Kicks got into it in the first place. Sneakerheads in the community made him who he is. And this is how we got into it. I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again before I end this show. He had posted a picture of like two $40,000 watches. Not a picture, a, a story. And basically said, which one should I buy? The right or the left? Two fifty to a hundred thousand dollar watches, and I said, "Man, just buy your watch and shut up." I said, "Man, we're the ones who put you up on this pedestal and help you get the success you are. Don't be gross. We don't. You don't have to be gross. Just buy your watch. You don't gotta let us know that you out here spending that much on watches and asking us to choose. You're literally asking poor people to choose what you should buy for your wrist." He tried to hit me with, yo, it's motivation. I'm motivating people. How is that motivation? You just throwing it in our faces. That's where our beef began. And we was cool. He's been on the podcast once or twice. Go check him out. He's been on the podcast once or twice. Check him out. Cool cat. He's a liar. But he's a cool cat. I just don't like stuff like that. That's all I'm saying. Uh, stadium goods. I really don't got much to say about that. Maybe I'll talk about that next week. I mean, you guys got to really understand where sneakers are going right now. They're not going back up. Certain ones will, but they're not. I got to see any more GR Jordan 1s at 500. Are you insane? It's not. You could talk about COVID and oh shipping and oh, oh you could do all you want. It ain't happening, Captain. Now a union one? Sure. 
but a pine green one? Uh-uh. No, sir. Anyways, I got nothing else. Appreciate my like, subscribe this podcast. Yo, shout out to Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Shout out for Arizona for hosting it. Shout out to the Eagles. Yo, Jalen Hurts is better than uh, uh, Joe Burrow, and he's better than uh, Josh Allen, period. It's Mahomes and, and at number one, and it's Jalen Hurts at number two, period. You can at me all you want, but Jalen Hurts is that guy. That was one of the best Super Bowl support performances in a loss I've ever seen in my entire life. Mahomes is one. Jalen is two. Don't come to the table talking to me about no Josh Allen. Don't come talking to me about no Joe Burrow. Don't come talking to me about no Lamar Jackson. Don't. Don't. That's a sneak this. Pow, 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 pow.